Hi, you're listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sins. And today in the studio, I have an old friend, a new friend, uh, one of those Facebook friends that you get to know over time. But um, I have Miss Martine Boyer in the studio. How are you doing, Martine? Hi, Amy. Great. How are you? For my listeners out there, I was introduced to Martine by uh, Chef Kelly Fields, and she was generous enough to help uh, my mom and I on our recent adventure therapy trip to uh, Paris. So thank you, Martine, and um, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So in the spirit of adventure and doing good things and uh, the holidays, I thought it would be fun for us to to kind of just like talk food gifts and local products and things that people can get for the holidays. I, I, you know, when we were traveling all through Europe, one of the things that I kept wanting to do was buy something local to remember. And of course, I went home with sausages and goose fat and chocolates and all those things because they were the the food of the areas I went. And then I realized, okay, so after I eat all this, I just have the memories or the right, pounds. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can always go back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm ready to go back anytime. But, you know, that got me thinking that, uh, you know, a lot of times we want to eat local. We want to give local. We want to shop in local shops. But we also are interested in just like fun, crazy food gifts. So, what are some of the things that when you when you think, okay, I'm going to someone's house for a holiday party, they've invited me over, um, you know, do you bring a hostess gift? And if you do, is it food related? I do, oh, I try to. Um, I definitely um, lean towards. You know, the <laughs> it's really funny. One of the things that I tend to bring a lot um, that people ask for is, um, which is a little we're veering a little bit. Um, aside from that, but it's Popeyes. Oh, so I bring home that, that's a great Popeyes. food. You would be welcome to my house anytime on Popeyes. <laughs> I bring a lot of Popeyes chicken. Um, I also bring, um, I love um, Pragi's cane syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I tend to bring that as well, and people just love it. I mean, it's on my, in my cupboard at home here in New Orleans, and it's in my cupboard in Paris. I don't know if you saw it. I did see it. I took a picture of it. <laughs> well, that's right. It's on top of my fridge. It's a bottle of Pragi's. So it's, um, yeah, it's one of the things that I love to bring because it's so, I mean, you can use it on, on, on cornbread and on, I mean, he actually uses it to make marinades for steaks and whatnot. So it's really, it's versatile. Um, let's see. And I do, I actually, for the holiday season, when I make a mulled wine. It's called, um, it's Marcus Samuelson, who's a, a Swedish chef. He has a couple of restaurants in New York. And um, I he has this uh, mulled wine, but it's, it's called Glug. A recipe in uh, in his cookbook. I think it's in the Aquavit cookbook, and um, I've been making that re- that that um, particular um, recipe for years now. And uh, but I I just make it during the winter, and I I make huge batches of it, and I just give away bottles. So usually when I go to someone's house during the holidays, I'll bring a bottle of the of, of glug. Um, so. That, well, and you can't go wrong bringing somebody booze, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's very. It's not just wine either. The recipe has. Um, the ingredients are wine and port and, let's see, wine, port, and vodka. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it is, it is as, as, as alcoholic as you can get. So, it's, yeah. it's a wintertime ice chest punch. Absolutely. <laughs> it's delicious. Well, I, um, you know, I feel like growing up, 
food, I, I mean, I talk about this on the show all the time, you know, food's so important to us. It's, it's all we think about. It's all we talk about. And so giving the gift of food is great. And I noticed that as soon as I went to college and I had my first kitchen, I started like instead of doing the thank you notes, I would do the thank you notes and some fudge or the thank you notes and the bottle of Clue. And I remember uh, there was a, a Jesuit priest over at Loyola University who had helped me with something. And my first inclination was like, I'm going to make a big batch of Kahlua. And then I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to give him a thank you of a big batch of Kahlua at Christmas time. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. You know, he's, <laughs> he's going to love that. It's going to be great. But it's, you know, those those kind of thank you things, uh, really, I think when people receive them, they're like, oh, it's from the heart. It's something you made. It's not necessarily something you bought. So. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and I love receiving them when people bring them. And my favorite thing, honestly, about receiving any sort of um, hostess gift or even a food gift is the wrapping. Because I think people get really creative with the way they wrap things or they wrap cookies. I'll make chocolate chip cookies to bring um, to my friends sometimes and I'll just wrap them in, in burlap or I'll just get, there's like that very Christmassy string that's sort of red and white and I'll kind of wrap them in that and it's just really pretty and I just love the way that people the creative ways that people wrap you know Christmas gifts or, or Christmas well, gifts. so I, I love you already because you can now wrap my gifts I just <laughs> brought uh, some smoked salt to the staff here that I had smoked over the weekend and it's all in Ziploc bags and it's in a recycled grocery bag and I said Merry Christmas everybody here's that's my okay wrapping too. that's okay too <laughs> you know, I will sometimes use the paper bags and um and reverse them and use that as wrapping paper and then just wrap a piece of rope around them like, um, you know, a piece of twine or something. And that's good enough. <laughs> it looks pretty. Well, I uh, I feel like the last week, all of a sudden, um, like once we got like a little cool snap and I, I live in an old house in the French Quarter and our heater's been broken for a week. So what better thing to do than to turn on the stove, the ovens, you know, get to cooking, get to canning and uh I've kind of become a little obsessed. And uh, I, I started joking. My husband goes, we don't know enough people to give <laughs> all these cans of things to. And I'm like, oh, but, you know, as you meet anybody during the holidays, you want to give them away. something. Yes. <laughs> and that's the beauty of it, I think. Um, I do a lot of the I do a lot of canning of uh, tomatoes in the summer. Oh, Yeah. Uh, and just just to have. So right now in my cupboard, I probably have maybe 10 or 15 left over that I'll just sort of give away over the next couple of months before tomato season actually starts again. Um, and it's kind of like people are like, oh, wow, tomatoes. I haven't Toma seen those in a while. So it's kind of nice. Well, and I, I giggle when you say just to have because uh, my husband will come in the kitchen and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm making such and such. Well, why? Just to have. Just to have, because you never know when you need these crazy food things in your house. Yeah. Um, I made dulce de leche okay. this week, just to have. Just to have. Because, um, yeah, I was. I don't know what I came across, maybe on, on Pinterest or something. And it just looked really pretty the way that the, the person who had made it, that package did, photographed it. And I thought, well, that's really easy. I mean, it's just condensed milk, basically. Yeah. Um, and you bake it, and, and there's a whole recipe. Um, it's not that difficult um, at all. I think it's, like, it's one step. 
And um, it's now beautifully packaged in my, you know, I have the, in these little wall jars. And it just looks really pretty. And I just like looking at the, the like, the All on the oh. counter. That Mine are all lined up on the counter. It looks yeah. so pretty. And I'm like, and if they're there, then I can't get my house dirty because exactly. it looks so nice and, and pretty. And, can, and that's a really easy thing to make, too, actually, as an aside. It's... um. You can use that on ice cream or cake or as a topping for anything, so anything sweet, and it's just delicious and simple. Well, you know, I, with you being a writer and a cook and you, you take all these gorgeous photos and all this stuff going on, I have to imagine that there are things that when you're searching and doing research and you're thinking about gift-giving and you're going to cook something new, like sometimes those recipes... It's not our fault, right? When they don't come out. I mean, have you had some where you said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this special dish for someone," and then it's, yeah, no, this ain't that great. Yeah, that happens a lot when I'm baking. Not so much when I'm cooking, because I think um, I'm more of a cook than a baker. So when I'm cooking, I sort of eyeball a recipe and I get an idea of what the flavor profile is and what goes in. And I kind of, I tend to sometimes substitute things. I will sometimes follow directly exactly the recipe, but other times I might kind of work around it. So when I'm cooking, I give myself a little bit more leeway and I haven't had too many failures, many cooking failures. Mm -hmm. However, I've had many, many, many baking failures um, because I'm just, first of all, anything with dough, I don't touch because it's just not, <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to work for me, um, which means I also stay away from pasta because I don't do well with that, even though that's not baking. But, um, but for the most part, it's just, I mean, I've, ba I've made cake or quiches or or things that just haven't things that just haven't worked like the flavor I mean they've been crumbly when they should have been moist or they've been not as sweet as they should be or too sweet or I don't know what it is I mean I will follow a recipe exactly for something that I'm baking and it will still some just come out of left field something will happen and it'll just go haywire and that my friends is why you never try it for the first time when you're making it as a gift that's the mistake I always <laughs> make I never do a trial run you have to do I a trial run. time to, to do that. Do you, do uh, no, you? I don't. You just hope that it's going to work. And then if it doesn't, I just blame it on the humidity. I go, go. Oh, the <laughs> humidity <laughs> was so bad. And I feel like I'm con whether it, it came out good or it came out bad, I'm always fighting the humidity anyway. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> in fact, just uh, this past week, I did a... a of food 911 on my Facebook page. And I'm like, I need as many of those little silica packets that oh, come with your I new shoes that. and all that, that stuff. <laughs> because last week it was raining so much. Yeah. Finally, we were getting rain, but it was the week I was making peanut brittle. Uh -huh. And I went, if I make peanut brittle, it's all going to be so sticky in about 10 minutes. And so I put those little silica packets in the Ziplocs. I throw those out immediately as soon as well, I Well, it says yeah. throw away, do right. not eat, well, do not put <laughs> next to food. And um, so most people listen. Um, luckily, my friends, I guess, are like, <laughs> you know, rule breakers. And I ended up with a, a big deli container full of them. Um, Jackie over at Coutier gave me some. My mom mailed me an envelope full. <laughs> and, and then I started going through, um, you know, the the nice shoes that you only wear sometimes that you keep in the box. Right. And I was like, score. Yeah. The little silica packets are there. But, yes, you wouldn't believe the number of people who That's save so them. Funny. And if you put them in with your, your peanut brittle or your meringue, it keeps it from 
fighting the humidity. Nice. That's so. good to know. I have to remember that. I wonder if that would work. I'm actually going to try to make some chocolate bark before I leave. Oh, yeah. For the holidays. And maybe I'll, I'll have to call on you and get some of those. Absolutely. <laughs> those uh, and chocolate bark, uh, I just did some. And I will say that for uh, getting rid of the junk in your pantry, right. that's... Brittle and bark. Get rid of it. Anything. <laughs> anything. You know, oh, that bag of peppermints. Yeah. Oh, that the handful of cashews left <laughs> at the bottom of the uh, container. So, yeah. well, I mean, there's so much food and there's so many things that we can talk about. But I feel like as people are making their Christmas wish lists, um, they're saying, these are the things that I want for the holidays, a gift I want, something that I, a gadget I want for the kitchen. Um, just this week, I went to go buy a pres- presents that I will not say what they are for my mom and my mother-in-law, but in the process decided to buy myself a new knife. And uh, I, I thought to myself, well, you know, if you pick it out, it's the right thing. But as I was going through thinking, oh, a magnetic wooden knife board, you know, all these things. Are there any things that are on your personal wish list that you go, I I need to get this before the end of the year. I love, love, love kitchen gadgets. I mean, I know that it's probably not (laughs) something that a cook who's had some uh, professional training should say, but I really do. I just, I like the idea of them. um, And, uh, but I don't, I don't ever use them. I'll buy them and just sort of admire them and then put them away and not use them. And I'll still use my chef's knife or my paring knife, or, you know, I'll use good old fashioned, you know, arm power to whisk or to do whatever. Um, I just, um, but I just enjoyed the idea that you can have this thing that's just going to do the work for you. Yes. But eventually I want to do the work myself anyway, because I want to, I want to participate in the act of cooking or in the act of whatever's that I'm doing rather than having this machine or this, you know, this gadget. Do it so is there a gadget that you, you go, I, I just love this. I'm not going to get rid of it, but I don't use it very often. <sighs> I mean, I don't know if you'd consider, I guess you'd consider it a gadget. I have a sous vide machine, okay. which is really That's a gadget. Which is really useful, I think, right? I've used it once. Oh, we have to fix that. And it's been sitting in my pantry for two years, and it was a gift. And, um, and well, my boyfriend gave it to me because he just figured, well, what you're going to be making, or, or we are going to be making all these wonderful meals. You know, and we've used it once. And it's just been sitting away, and it's just has gotten absolutely no use. So every time I open the pantry, I look at it, I'm like, wow, you're so pretty. What am I going to do with you? Um, so yeah, it's. I mean, I would I would definitely say that my, my sous vide machine needs some use. I have a uh, quesadilla maker. Oh, wow, that's and, cool. And you're like, okay, a frying pan, two, you know, tortillas, boom, you got your quesadilla. But I love this little gadget. And my husband's like, it's in it? the, yes, I do. Oh. And it's crazy. I use it. <laughs> Yeah, I use it like every so often. It's maybe a couple times a year. I go, oh, the quesadilla maker. Let's pull it out the pantry that's been taking up all the space. And um, it's usually like with leftovers, right? Leftover roasted vegetables, leftover something, throw it in a tortilla. It's ridiculous. I don't need a quesadilla maker, but it makes those little triangles and And they're perfect. And And then when you cut it, you know, they're all the same size. You know, it's perfect. But it's ridiculous. It's unnecessary. And um, what, I have the, the a sandwich. It's, um, what do you call it? A snack it's, master? It's, 
I don't know. The little pocket a, sandwich no, thing? No, it's that, not the pocket one, but it's, it, it, it's oh, actually. Oh, a panini press. It's a panini press, which I said, really, I mean, that's not really gadgety. I mean, we need panini presses, don't we? I the think, world needs more panini I think the, <laughs> I mean, why not have a gadget and then decide whether or not you're going to use it? I yeah. kind of say that. Yeah. Uh, when my husband and I got married, um, you know how, like, you go and you register for whatever you're going to get. You know, he's like, I don't, I don't want any of this junk. Oh, a milkshake maker? <laughs> yeah, register me for a milkshake maker. And so we probably used it once a year, and then we lost it in Katrina. Do you know that was one of the first things he asked me to restock the kitchen with? Seriously, I don't think we've used it in the last two years, but we own it. See, gadgets are awesome. The idea of gadgets. Pretty awesome. I saw um, online like there were like thirty of the most ridiculous kitchen gadgets that you don't need, and I started going through, and there are authentic Twinkie makers, like wow. kind of like your panini press, but it presses into you know the Twinkies, and it, it you know thirty bucks. Eh, okay, I mean, that's okay. that's not a bad like gift exchange gift. But there was one that I went, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. $3,700 for a pancake press maker thing. (laughs) (laughs) What would you do if if you knew someone spent $3,700 on a pancake maker? I would side-eye them pretty hard. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm coming over for pancakes. Uh, well, that's kind of awesome. I'm not really good with pancakes. I've tried to, to make them, and they always come out either too thick or too thin. So this would probably be a really good <laughs> gift for me if someone's listening. Um, there's an egg cuber, something that cuts your eggs into squares, I suppose. Yeah. Um you can do the art on the top of your cappuccino to make the little uh, cats and the mouse and all those things. Okay, well, that uh, seems useful-ish. I, I, I mean, it's $50. $50. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, avocado slicers. You do not need an avocado, an avocado slicer. Okay, so people. talk about no, that. No. Why don't you need an avocado slicer? Because it's, I mean, you just don't. That just... Just looking at that makes it, it's just so much so, more cumbersome than just your paring knife. It's like a, a circle with lines yeah. in it, and you just run it through. But I just use a fork. And yeah, yeah, I do that too. <laughs> or I just use my, my paring knife. It's so much easier. So you can have, for $150, you can have a mini donut factory. Okay, well, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Says the, the non-baker. She wants the pancake maker and the donut factory. Um a waffle bowl maker? A waffle bowl maker. So I guess it's like a, hello people, two mini muffin tins, and you just weigh <laughs> them down and cook between it. You don't have to have the electric muffin tin squisher. But see how my eyes lit up? I mean, I'm already <laughs> It was like, only $15, Martine. Exactly. That's why I'm like, it's $15. So I think the moral of the story is uh, it's, fun to get really some of this stuff and it, as ridiculous as it You'll is never use it i mean people think they they will but they don't i mean i i speak as someone who has a cabinet and pantry full of little gadgets that i pick up like i walk into Sulatab or william sanoa any of and i just oh wow this looks good or, and the way they advertise them too just looks so amazing like oh my gosh i will totally use that whatever melon Cherry picker or whatever, you know. <laughs> but, 
And for me, I um, you know, my favorite things, I love spoons and different shapes of spoons to mm. use for things. Um, I I do love my sous vide machine, so I'm gonna work with you on yes, that one. Teach me. <laughs> um my husband and I argue over silly things like do we really need, honey, we don't need a toaster oven on the counter. We have an oven. And he believes that we need a toaster oven. And so some might say that that is a necessity, not a gadget. But I don't have a toaster oven. I just recently got a microwave. Like recently, I mean like two months ago. Uh, and I've had a, I haven't had one ever. And yeah, I, I think that's a necessity. Yeah, a I, did. I mean, I never really thought about it because I would just use my stove or my oven for things. But the only reason that I got a microwave, this is going to make it sound really lazy, is because I one of my favorite snacks is popcorn. Okay. And it just got to be a real issue if I really wanted popcorn to have to actually make it because I, I, I go to the stove, I have my pot, put in the oil. You I have to pay attention. Thing. I have to pay attention. I have to be present and engaged in my popcorn making, which has been great. But then I was like, you know... I could just pop a bag in there, and it'll be ready in two and a half minutes if I get a microwave. <laughs> so I bought a microwave. Well, I think that's, you know, I think that's a great point when you think, you just said, I have to be present and engaged in my cooking. And I think a lot of times we forget, especially those of us who cook because it calms us down or because we enjoy the process, that there are people out there who do not enjoy the process. Right. And it's stressful. And if they have to be fully engaged in their cooking, it's not fun. So, you know, my sister loves her crock pot and she makes meatballs and spaghetti in the crock pot all the time. And that's like her go-to if I go to her house. And it makes sense because she doesn't have to be fully engaged. She doesn't have to worry about it. She's perfected the recipe. The food kind of cooks itself. You're just supervising anyway. Right. So. And I like to, and I have a crock pot, which I've used a couple of times. I am, and I think I've only used it to make red beans. Yeah, um, that's a great thing for your crock pot. But for the most part, when I'm making something that needs to be braised or whatever that would, that somebody might use a crock pot to make, I prefer to just have it on the stove and I want to, I like watching it. I like to go there and lift the lid and look at what, you know, what the progress is and whatnot. So it's. You like more. to supervise it. I like it. to super. I want to be in there. I want to be in it. I want to like lift up the, the lid and 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 have the aroma kind of waft up to me. And I want to stir it. And I want to have. I mean, with the crock pot, you don't need to do any of that. You just kind of like you know, um, set it and forget it. <laughs> the commercial says. I told uh, I told my sister my problem with crock pots is you know a lot of times people put it on at night. And um, that way it's done in the morning. You can pack it up. Right. And um, you don't have to, you know, worry about leaving something, you know, while you're not there or whatever. I am starving at 3 o'clock in the morning because I can smell it cooking. <laughs> and then all of a sudden my stomach's growling and I'm like, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's a roast in the crock pot and I'm smelling it through the whole house. I can't do it. it doesn't work for you. I can't do it. I have to, like... Like, cook when I know I'm supposed to be cooking, not when my stomach right, has decided exactly. that it has nothing else to do but eat. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, Martine, are there any um, things that you're working on right now that our listeners should know about what you're doing? Because, you know, I just had you in here and said, we're going to shoot the breeze and talk about yes, fun things. <laughs> um, I'm doing a lot. So when I initially started, um, I was known as Martine Cooks because I had a blog and I was cooking and and writing stories about my, the food that I was cooking and um, vignettes of, of sorts. 
And but then I started to get a lot more um, writing jobs. I was freelancing as well. So then that was kind of taking away from me doing my own writing on the blog. And so I veered away from that a little bit and I'm freelancing a lot more now. Um, so I have a couple of um, I just recently did a piece for Southern Living on our wonderful chef, Alan Shia, which should be coming awesome. out soon in, um, in, I believe, in February. So that's really that's um, my next thing. I've, uh, I've been working with some other publications um, well, I am working with them right now, um, working on some pieces that will be um, published in the next two or three months um, that I can't really talk about. But basically, I'm just doing a lot of freelance writing so and uh, some photography on the side as well. And it seems like there's enough things to talk about with food in New Orleans that uh, you yeah, can certainly keep yeah. keep busy. It's just always, yeah, there's always something new. And, um, and whenever I, I pitch a story... Um, it's always, you know, I, I pitch New Orleans. I pitch, well, I mean, I travel quite a bit, so I tend to pitch stories from wherever I'm going to be. But for the most part, um, the editors tend to, well, how about that New Orleans story? How about this in New Orleans? So, hey, I live here and I love it. So I love writing and I love writing about it. So it's all good. Well, awesome. Well, what do you think you're going to get for Christmas this year? Gosh, I don't know. I'm going to be in Paris for the month. Um, my boyfriend and I are okay. So you got Paris for Christmas. <laughs> so I'm I'm thinking. Um, gosh, you know, just um, I'd love to see snow. Is that really sad and pathetic? That I'm it is looking forward to snow. It's not really a gift from someone, but it's, it's a, a gift, gift from, from the heavens. You know. Heavens. Yeah. So I'm hoping that um, that yeah we'll be able to take a walk in the snow and. You know, under under the moonlight in Paris, that would be a really oh, that's nice awesome. thing to do. And it and it may happen because uh, the day after we left Paris and we were in Chantilly about a month ago, um, it got so cold that it actually snowed in Paris. I saw the pictures. Yeah, it look you and your mom looked like you were. She was so muffled. She had, we, like, were, every, like, we were so <laughs> freezing, and the front desk was on call. That if one little drop of snow started to come, in, come, they were going to wake us up, even if it was in the middle of the night. Like, they were on 24-hour watch for snow, so it's not ridiculous that you want to see snow. So it may actually happen. I think for those of us here in New Orleans, I don't think we're seeing snow this year. I haven't checked the weather there, although, um, but anyway, we'll see. <laughs> well, for me, for Christmas, um, I am looking forward to not having to cook Christmas dinner. And I'm oh. such a slacker because for Thanksgiving, uh, Mr. Frank Brightson, Chef Frank Brightson did all of my Thanksgiving dinner except for the turkey and the gravy. And I just showed up at Brightson's and picked it up. <laughs> but my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law are doing all of Christmas dinner. I want to say we have like 36 people. And I'm like, I'm taking the day off, y'all. I'm bringing the wine. So that, awesome. that's a, that's the perfect Christmas present, too. I love too, it. So. That's wonderful. I went to a potluck this past weekend and did not bring, I mean, shamefully, I didn't bring anything. I bought ice. Oh, well, yeah, ice so is I important. Bought ice, brought ice. I was like, here you go. I have three bags of ice. This is my contribution. <laughs> well, ice and Popeyes, I think, uh, is the perfect hostess there gift. Everyone yeah, needs it. I was it. actually, yeah, it was between ice and Popeyes, and I went with ice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Martine, this has been so much fun just visiting and uh, hanging out. So for my listeners out there, you've been listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sims. And thanks to my guest, Ms. Martine Boyer, for joining us. You can uh, check her out at Martine Cooks and look for her her name in quite a few publications uh, coming up soon. So until next time, ciao.